Hi, I'm Heather, and the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast is my little teeny tiny corner of the podcasting universe. I really like to treat this podcast like I'm just talking to an old friend in my yoga pants and a messy bun. So, right now, that's you. Hey, girl. This is just a place where we're going to talk about everything faith, marriage, family, parenting, happy things, sad things, hilarious moments homemaking, you name it, and we're probably going to talk about it. We all know that life can be just a huge, ridiculous, hilarious, beautiful disaster of a hot mess some days, but it's your hot mess, the one God gave you and only you. So I choose to just own it. Sometimes I just snap a picture, laugh it off, try to straighten my halo that I'm chasing in the midst of all that messiness. So ready to get into it? Because I am. Just grab a cup of coffee, wine, or whatever your beverage of choice is, and let's chat. When I was at the hospital and a lot of our family members were coming in, yeah, like the only, just to see the baby, right? Yeah. And my my what I was thinking was like this little life that just who has been in the earth really for a long time. It just came out for us yeah. to see, right? Yeah, but. It just like expands our love. Like it just our love just got a little bigger. Yeah. Just having her there. Like love just expands you. Yeah, there's no just, cap on love. So like it's beautiful. No. Right. It yeah. is beautiful. Like I when my I have a lot of nieces and nephews. I don't have children yet. I would love to have some. But I don't have them yet. But yeah. when I look at them, like my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. like there is nothing that they can do not them all I do is look at them and I'm like I love you so much like I could not look could I even love you more I don't know but see I don't have any um nieces or nephews yet me and my husband are the only siblings on either side of the family that have kids and so and we have all these kids (laughs) (laughs) but my brother-in-law just got married last year and my sister just got married last year also actually and um it's funny because my sister was like really moody this past week and we were in Houston Uh-oh. and I was with my mom and my sister's like, I'm just having a really bad week and I'm like really emotional and it's not like me, but like, I don't like admitting. And so me and my mom instantly are like, oh, maybe. And so pregnant. I was like, maybe. So my mom like slyly texts her. She's like, when are you supposed, I mean, are you due? You know, my sister's like, it's coming in like four days. And it's funny because I literally today was like, is it creepy to ask my sister if she yeah. got it yet? Because I'm like super excited because I just think, ask. right. I know. Cause just the joy of, well, first of all, the joy of motherhood, but the joy of like just having more kids in the family yeah. and to be able to just see like those precious little lives and they just enrich everybody else's lives. And then to be like the fun, the fun aunt who like gets to be the, like doesn't have to be a disciplinarian can just be really fun and spoil them. (laughs) Like I'm I'm excited to be that. And and when they're bad to give them back to her. (laughs) Yeah. Or give them advice because you know, and you're not their mom. So they'll listen to you. Yes. And I really look forward to is like that, dimension of my relationship with my sister too to get to that relationship with her because 
you know, like we're at two different areas of, obviously we call and we talk or whatever, but it'll be, it'll be really fun to be able to like bond over pregnancy and you know, things like that with her. I'm like, I'm excited for that, but it's like my own selfishness was like, Oh, I am. She's pregnant. <laughs> I yeah. know you'll love it you'll love it when I'm excited I actually so I have a really really good friend here um who is having her sixth child like uh-huh. any minute now like it's coming she's due on the 15th and um mm-hmm. she said to my Bailey she was like oh yeah I think Heather's gonna come take pictures of the birth and I just said that I was gonna come to the hospital afterwards and like take some <laughs> pictures just to put in my portfolio of like brand new yeah. babies yeah. And so I was like, Amy, I think, like, did you mean, like, I could actually, like, be there when the baby's born? She's like, yeah, what's one more person? I mean, it's my sixth kid, whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she like, she doesn't care. She's like, I mean, been there, done that. Like, you've been there, done that, whatever. And yeah. I was so excited, because I am so excited, because they don't know the gender. And so to catch oh the gosh. moment, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, artistically, not grossly. But like no, artistically, I know, I know. Ch- like catch the moment when the mother meets her baby face to face. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. It's I beautiful. I think that that's kind of like what heaven might be like. Like that's a little yes. glimpse of what yes. it'll be. Like meeting your maker. Yeah. Like I wonder, I like the warmth <laughs> and love that a baby feels when they're first placed on their mom's chest. Like yeah. that feeling. The only other time you're probably gonna feel that in life is is when you die and go to heaven. You know, like, yeah. how cool is that to think of? I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I saw this quote. My friend um, Kariana posted it on Instagram right before you called. And uh, I think it's it was like like St. Therese or something. Yeah. And I believe the quote said, like, death death doesn't, doesn't come and take me. God does. Like, something to that effect. And yeah. it's like thinking about death that way. Oh, yeah. really helps a lot. I know that, like, before I became Catholic, I used to be terrified of death. Like, I'm still very curious about it. Yeah. But not in, like, an anxiety-ridden way. Absolutely. I used to freak out. Like, I was, like, you're... Yeah. Like, put here on this earth. Like, what's going to happen when I die? I'm going to live forever in heaven, like, forever? Isn't that a long time? Like, freaking out. Like, I used to have fits of, like, anxiety when I was little thinking about stuff like that and it's still it's still it it happened all the way up up until I was probably 30 and then um Catholicism really helps (laughs) yes yes it does (laughs) where it's like death isn't that bad it's not bad because it's like um I feel like death is gonna be a relief (laughs) yeah from here right so because we're not supposed to be here. Like, we're not supposed to be here forever. And that's why we always feel like a calling, like, that something is always going to be missing because we're yes. not with our maker. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I love <laughs> – honestly, I love being Catholic. It's helped me so much. Being, oh, yeah. Like, in terms of my suffering, mm-hmm. lots of suffering in, in my life. Um, well, and embracing the suffering instead of fighting it. I think that's something yeah. I had to learn how to deal with. And then surrendering my uh, need for control. That's something oh, I'm yeah. currently, it's funny because you'll feel like God is really like putting maybe like specific words or specific things into your life. And for a really long time, it was um, St. Faustina, like suffering, uh-huh. suffer, suffer, suffer. And I just felt like I drew really close to God with 
dealing with suffering and specifically it was dealing with Evelyn. It was dealing with my second born um, because I was just so sleep deprived <laughs> that instead of lashing out in anger in my sleep deprivation, I internalized it and tried to bond with Jesus over it. You know, like I'm this yeah. service and I'm suffering, but then God has really started transforming it into this surrender. Like, okay, cool. You got this suffering thing down. Like you're good at suffering gracefully and, and, um, not falling into depression, you know, just because you want to wallow in your suffering or whatever. Yeah. But then he started really putting the surrender on my heart. And it's funny how like, then I'm like, oh yeah, I really (laughs) suck at that. Like, (laughs) you know, but then the fruitfulness that comes when you start to embrace those things, like, okay, so I'm not in control of our family finances. God Mm -hmm. is, you know? Yeah. Um, not that you need to squander that it's, it gives you even more reason to be diligent, you know, right. I'm not in control of my health, um, and my well-being, but I am, I do need to be a steward of the gift of the health and well-being God has given me, you know, and turning everything on its head like that gives you a lot of perspective in life. And it's funny how God will give you, um, the ability, you know, when you really embrace your Catholic faith and kind of dive into it. And I think that's another misconception people have with the saints is they think that we worship these saints, but in reality, they're role models. And there's so many that you can find anyone that can relate to a specific whatever that you're going through, you know? Yeah. And and use them as like this, okay, this is how they dealt with it and they made it to heaven. So like, I can do it too, you know? Yeah. There, there's this book. It's by Paul Murray, who I recently met, by the way, and he was amazing. That's cool. And it's called uh, "I Love Jesus in the Night," mm-hmm. and it's it's actually about Mother Teresa and like how he met her and he had like a relationship with her, uh-huh. not you know like a friend, yeah, saintly friend relationship, and um and he talked about how like Mother Teresa suffered with feeling alone and just feeling sad and just a lot of not so great things, you know? Yeah. And, and all the things that she saw, like she saw the, like the dirtiest parts of the world and the sickest people and like, yeah. and she struggled a lot with that. And she like, no matter what happened and what she saw, she always stayed on the path. Like mm-hmm. she always followed God's will. Yep. And during that time when I found that book, I, I broke up with that, that guy. Yeah. And I struggled like insane, horrible for like a whole year. I was sad and depressed. Yeah. But when I, um, I read that book in the beginning of the heartbreak and it helped me a lot. Cause it's like, this is only a little part in your story, Priscilla. Like this was my brain talking to myself. <laughs> like, yes. This is only a little smidge of yeah. your entire life. That's ahead of you. Um, no matter what happens, like you're going to be okay. And then, you know, like little baby steps and then, and then like uh, reading about Maximilian Kolbe who suffered. Yeah. And it's like, well, Maximilian Kolbe was able to, to, you know, like just all these beautiful people that helped me, they were like little stepping stones to my recovery of heartbreak. Yeah. It's like, you and, know, like and they just, Stein and... they do nothing but point you to Christ. And that's where people get the misconception is they think that we're right. praying because we think these saints are going to do something for us. When in reality, it's that they have nothing but authority and um, miracles that they're able to do because they've been 
given the gift of that because they're sitting next to Jesus and that, and you know, and right. And that it's like, they're just, they've ran the marathon and they're up there cheering us on and, and they know all the tactics, how to tackle the game, you know? And hello. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> okay. Good. There you are. There you are. <laughs> did I pop up? <laughs> yeah, I did for a while. I'm like, uh. oh, <laughs> no, that's okay. But yeah, no, the, the, the saints have been pivotal for me oh, yeah. where it's like, I have, there's all these tools in the Catholic faith that help you in life. Like mm-hmm. you have confession, you have the Eucharist, you have the rosary, the saints, you have the rosary, which was like a little, that was really beautiful for me. Like, even if someone were to just listen to it, like yeah. there's all these amazing things available for us and they're all intentional. Yeah. Um, and they're t- time tested. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. No, it really is. Um, what else was I going to say? There was, we're talking about reading the book, Ian Stein, Maximilian Colmay, about the journey. Yeah. So there's another thing that I was going to mention. Oh, oh, the thing that was absolutely pivotal for me. Look, okay. So my uncle died in March. Of this and year? Yes. I think okay. it was March. Yeah, it was March. And um, I was there at his bedside when it happened. Mm-hmm. And Like the moment he passed? The moment he passed, like, I wanted to stay, like, the, a lot of the family members left, but I told my mom and his yeah. wife, like, I was like, we need to stay. He's going to leave. Like, I just felt it, like, we need to stay. Like, I whispered to my mom, like, no, no, we can't let him die alone. Like, obviously, his wife's there, yeah. but she didn't want to be alone either. We didn't want to leave her alone. So I was like, yeah. we need to stay. Like, I, it's coming. I know mm-hmm. it's coming, you know? And when it, it was nearing, I told my mom and his wife, because we're talking and I was like he's gonna he's gonna right now like he's gonna go you know mm-hmm. and I had my hand on his chest like on, on his heart and mm-hmm. his wife had her hands on his face and you know they were talk. she was talking to him like it was really beautiful but so he he wasn't ta- responding to anyone for like a week mm-hmm. and then his wife was in Mexico she had a fly down emergency she didn't know what was going on she thought he lost his phone because he always lost his phone yeah and so then we got a hold of her and said you need to come now so she came and then the moment was coming and when he saw her like when he heard her he opened his eyes and he didn't open his eyes for a week oh my gosh he opened his eyes to her and then he started like mouthing stuff but he couldn't talk and you know um she was obviously crying and she was saying like i love you and all that and then the moment he passed, I physically, I don't know if I'm crazy, yeah. okay, but I felt like a wind go upwards. And oh, I my goodness. At his face. Yeah, I was looking at his face and it, like, everything changed. Like, he looked, this is like a weird reference, but I think it's perfect. Have you seen the movie Coco? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know when they go into the other world and then that one guy in the hammock, he has the guitar and then he like dies, right? Because no yeah. one thinks of him and his, yes. he just completely changes. Well, that's what happened with my uncle. Oh my like God. he looked, he just changed. It was like the wind and then he looked completely different. I was like, he doesn't look, he doesn't look the same, you know? Yeah. Um, and we stayed there for hours. But I remember the next day I woke up and I thought, because I was still suffering from that heartbreak you know yeah and I woke up that next morning and I was like no more yeah life is too short and that morning when I went to work okay I a customer came in 
and um, I was like, <laughs> this is kind of bad, but I was like instantly, <laughs> instantly attracted to this person. Okay. I've never had that in my life. Okay. Yeah. Never. I, I look at people, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, that's, yeah. that's not me. I'm not like that. I'm not like a goo 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 type of girl, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I saw this man and I was like, oh my God. Like, it wasn't even about like looks either. It was just something about this person. I am like deeply attracted to. Okay. I know you said lust earlier, but I was like, something about him was just very attractive, you know? Yeah. And um, uh, now we're dating. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I left the job, you know? So I feel like, was it meant to be like, I'm not saying I'm going to marry this person. Obviously, I, I hope that it leads to that, yeah. but I don't know. You know, we don't know. But um. It just so happened, like, my uncle died. And I wake up that morning, and I'm like, this is it. No more heartbreak. Yeah. Life is too short. I go to work. There's this person. And now we're dating. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> I'll try to st- say my um, – so I'll try to be brief, but I'm not <laughs> brief at anything. I'm probably going to have to make this podcast episode into two parts like I did with Caroline because people's talking dogs. But anyways, um, so – I, you know, really dark, terrible time in my life. I, you know, trauma and PTSD and sexual assault and like all this stuff, whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. like, um, I'm actually almost on the 12 year anniversary of the day I attempted to suicide. And then I, even mm-hmm. after that, like really got into, I was very much self-medicating drugs and alcohol, whatever. Well, I had this yeah episode where I had taken multiple different substances uh-huh and I found out later that this all the substances I did were what killed Heath Ledger so that Ugh. night I could have killed myself and yeah I wasn't intending to I but I hallucinated so bad that I don't remember three days of my life oh shoot and I'm talking like I went to work I was a gymnastics coach for children, so, like, I drove. Um, yeah. And, oh, right? And so I came to on a Saturday morning in the middle of coaching gymnastics, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life, you know? Yeah. And that was the moment that I said, no more. I am mm-hmm. not letting a man or men or or people on this earth damage me so much that I do this to myself to self-medicate. Yeah. I'm not going to squander my education by partying so hard that I miss days of my life, you know? Yeah. And so I yeah. said, no more dating until I graduate. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to party and drink like that anymore. I can't lose control of myself. I'm going to get on Dean's list. Like I set all these goals for myself. And one of the goals I said that I wasn't going to tell anybody was that I was going to try out for the college dance team. I was in the college Mm -hmm. club dance troupe that did like stage performances, but I was going to try out for the on the football field dance team. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't think I was going to make it because I tried out freshman year and didn't make it. So Mm -hmm. this is my going into senior year. And so I'm like, I'm going to try out and I'm not going to let anybody know. So I stayed during the summer. I took all the classes I needed to, to catch up. I got straight A's, so I made Dean's List over the summer, so I'm like, go on, go on. I'm like, not <laughs> dating anybody, you know, doing me, I'm like, yeah. making amends with God. I mean, it was a very superficial God relationship, but I was trying. And uh, I ended up yeah. making, I ended up making the dance team, 
And so I go and I tell people and people are like, we didn't even know you were doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I get the highest score at tryouts. I make the college dance team <laughs> and we, um, it was, so I made the dance team in August and October 4th was, mm-hmm. um, I was going to perform at the homecoming game. And so we had parades and tailgating things and all these performances and appearances and things we had to do. And my mom wanted to see me perform. So we had a big um, pregame performance and we only had 20 spots for dancers on the field, but there were 30 girls on the team and they kind of were like, you had to meet requirements based on grades, based on all these different things to dance at each game Um, Mm -hmm. because they only had so many spots because they didn't want to only have 20 girls on the team. And if somebody got sick or whatever. Right. So I volunteered to my coach. I said, can I not dance on the field this game? Because my mom's going to come watch me for all the pregame stuff and the parades and everything. So I'll just go into the stands and watch the game with my mom. And my coach was like, that's great. That's one less person I have to like consider. And, um, so I did the parade and I, and I did the appearances and I did the ESPN pictures and I did all this stuff. And, um, I did the pregame performance. And then after the performance, I go back into the locker rooms and I meet my mom and we walk up to where our tickets were and it's like halfway through the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's already filled in any spots that have been empty, you know? Yeah. So we go up to a little bit higher and we still can't find somewhere to sit. So I look up and I'm like, mom, there's room up in the nosebleeds. Like, let's just walk up there. And Lane Stadium, so my son is named after the football stadium. Lane Uh Stadium is 66,000 people strong and it's very tall. So I'm like, mom, (laughs) suck it up. We're going to the top. So we start hiking. We're in like triple A. And um, (laughs) I look over to this clearing and I look over at this guy and I said, hey, is there any way like these seats aren't taken? Can we sit here? And the person I asked that was my husband. (laughs) And so he, I mean, that we were playing Western Kentucky, like we were beating, blowing them out of the water. And it was like end of third quarter. I'm ready to leave. I'm tired. We're, you know, it's like 55 to nothing. And I'm like, mom, I want to leave, but I want this guy to ask me for my phone number. And she looked at me and she was like, if you do not ask him for his phone number in the next three minutes, I will. (laughs) And... So I was like, uh, okay. So I lied and said that we were having a party that night and we weren't just so I can get this guy's phone number. And I I had to then throw a party and he still to this day makes fun of me because he's like, you charged me $5 for a cup of crappy beer. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, but it's so funny because you look at that and it's like, okay, if the sexual assault hadn't happened, if my trauma hadn't happened, if the suicide attempt hadn't happened, if the drug use hadn't happened, if my big wake up hadn't happened, I wouldn't have tried out for the dance team and I wouldn't have been right there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I know. Yeah. It's just like those things where you're like, wow, that's got, and then I, and then you just keep going further and you're like, you look at these little four little babies I have and the twins that I quote unquote didn't You would have never had them. Right. Well, and even things like things as simple as this, this phone call never would have happened. That's what I mean. It's so cool. Yeah. It really is cool. I think about that all the time whenever I get like sad or. Or bothered or I'm just yeah. thinking like right, you know yeah. and it's like if this this and that then I wouldn't have this this and that so exactly it's, it's incredible that's it why when incredible. a lot of things happen I try and just be like okay this is what is happening I am healthy um I have this I have that I'm okay and like It'll god okay. I'm, I'm ready to see you work like 
Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what this is, this is doing, but I'm going to embrace it because I know it's going to be good. You know, no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because your hand is in it and I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Surrender. Like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Which can be really hard, but. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for type A people that like own businesses. (laughs) Yes, it's hard for me. Like I, I want to hire someone, but then in my brain, I think like that's really hard. <laughs> yes, I have a friend. <laughs> I worked. I was the president of like a, a nonprofit organization on base last time we lived here, and I had a lot of issue with that because I'm a go getter, but I'm also like, but I'm the only one who does it right. So <laughs> yeah, know? my brain thinks that way too. Yeah. I'm totally like that. Well, then I'm, I'm doing, I do it right. I yeah. do it the best. And I don't want to, so what am I going to do? Hire somebody else to, for me then to have to like watch over their shoulder. Like I'll just do it myself, you know? <laughs> and so I had this secretary and we were talking about something and we were working on these donations for this big fundraiser. And I was like, well, I mean, I can put them all on a spreadsheet and like make it so it's easily accessible. And she's like, Oh, I can put it in a spreadsheet. And I was like, okay. you know. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. When I say less than 24 hours, I had this beautiful alphabetized coded, like color coded spreadsheet. And I literally text the woman and I was like, I think we're meant to be best friends. (laughs) And she to this day is still one of my like favorite people. But it's like when you finally, so you just need to pray about the surrendering that you'll find somebody that's able to like be mini Priscilla. Yeah. Because I mean, your brand is big. So like you've got to, you're (laughs) sooner probably rather than later, you need to delegate a little bit. I feel like. I know I need to, I, I still don't see it as big like when people tell me that I'm like no it's not <laughs> in my mind because I I don't it I feel like it just happened really fast yeah it's kind of like when someone loses weight fast and mentally you still think that you're big but you're right. not you're small yeah, yeah, yeah. um I it, it hasn't registered yet um and and also in my mind and this is something that I need to work on <laughs> but I'm always like I get something or I, I reach a certain goal like I have my little sales goals or I have like yeah. you know the the Instagram follower goals and just all these things but in my mind I always want more, more. which is which is I don't know if that's good or if it's bad like for some times it's really good yeah. but other times it's not um, well I think if, if, if you're looking at it in the aspect of like I want more money or I want more followers I think that's not healthy it's not it's not <laughs> yeah because it's that's not. something that like I will you know my whole thing is I truly feel like I have a calling to reach yeah. out to people where they are mm-hmm. and be real and not be holier than thou and let people know that like holiness is for housewives and small business owners and people yes. that you know like stay in their PJs all day like you know what I mean yeah Life it's anywhere is not perfect and instagram worthy no. And that's okay. Yeah. But I have to always worry about like pride because yes. um you know when the Instagram followers reach I mean you know and you have way more than me but like I'm nearing <laughs> 1500 and I got all excited and I had to remember <laughs> well, that like that's it's for the greater glory of God. It's yes. not for me and it's not about no. me and nobody's following me because of me you know like <laughs> I feel like I truly feel like the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding all of it you know oh yeah so absolutely when you absolutely. remember that and so when you start thinking things like 
okay, God, like this is for your greater glory. And I've reached this goal. Thanks be to God. And so I'm going to set another goal because the more people that wear this jewelry, the more evangelizing that's happening. The more, you know what I mean? The more um, images of Christ are out there. Right. Yeah, and it still nothing bad that. can come from that. No, it can't. It can't. It's a constant battle, though, because I have to be, like, the person. I'm basically in charge of everything. So, yes. And, and it's my full-time job now. So, for me, it's like, well, if you don't sell, then you have no money, then you have no place to live. Like, instantly, oh, I resort absolutely. to that mentally. Yeah. So, I have to be that. And then I also have to be the person where it's like, Priscilla, um, you know, it, it followers aren't important or likes like I know likes is a really big thing right now like well how many likes did you get or like how many yeah. likes are you getting on that so there's all these weird things that like these weird dimensions that yeah. you have to you know but at the end of the day like you said like wheel yourself back in and say thank you god for this yeah um, thank you and god like, for providing yeah. you know and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna provide again you know and yeah yeah which which is really hard me like it still shocks me that people buy from me where it's like really okay like I'm glad you like it because it's like you make something like your podcast is an art yeah and when people listen to it it's very flattering and I'm sure like sometimes you feel like why do you want to listen to me you yes. know or oh and my I, gosh I, like people listen to <laughs> yeah know? like people are listening like you want to know like are you going to you know it's just yeah. a really like weird people, thing people give a crap about anything I, that comes out of my mouth like it's yes weird. yeah it's it's strange but then you also think of the other side where it's like let's say you have a week that it was great in in your podcast where you have like let's say like three thousand views and you usually have 500 yeah and then Okay, so we're just going to take a tiny little pause in the middle of this episode to talk about our sponsor for today, and that is The Little Catholic. Now, y'all know that I'm friends with Priscilla, and I love what she's doing. I love her jewelry. I am so thrilled that she's sponsoring the podcast. If you are in need of anything that's going to show off your Catholicism or gifts for friends or family or anybody else, I would highly recommend going to thelittlecatholic.com and searching all her things. She's got rosaries and jewelry, necklaces, earrings. All of it is designed by Priscilla in Southern California. She is a woman, one-woman show, and she has grown this business in just a year to one of the leading Catholic jewelry businesses in the nation. So she has so graciously offered listeners of this podcast an exclusive code to get 10% off of your order. If you head over to thelittlecatholic.com and use the coupon code HOLYH10 at checkout, that's H-O-L-Y-H-1-0, at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order. And if y'all remember, if you support our sponsors, you support the podcast as well. If you need to get any gifts, go ahead and use that code, support the show while you're doing it, and get some amazingly well-crafted, really high-quality Catholic jewelry while you're at it. All right, let's continue. Oh, yeah. No, I forgot I was going to say. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap it up a little bit, but then I'm going to stop recording and we'll talk <laughs> some more. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want you to tell me a few of your favorite people to follow on Instagram um, and kind of maybe like two or three and why. Two or since or that's three. where we since that's where we virtually met and um that's kind yeah. of like both our jam we like being there. Oh man, two or three. Um, I know it's hard. <laughs> it is hard because it's such a wonderful community. 
Yeah, there's this girl I enjoy watching her stories. I think her name is like Rachel Rosemary. Oh, I've never heard of her. I never saw her. She's super cute. She's like a blonde young girl, probably mm-hmm. in her early 20s. She's Yeah. I believe she's engaged. Yeah. But she's always talking about like pro-life stuff and um I just love to see a young person. Like I wish when I was her age I had that. Yeah. Like oh, drive. She's, yeah. She's she's amazing. Rachel, I believe Rachel Rosemary. I love her. Yeah. She's so like wholesome and she's just very loving um who else megan yeah oh, megan wells her. obviously I, <laughs> I have her like she's... all over my instagram oh she's um, so sweet i like she really is i she just really... want to bottle her and like make my children drink it and be like <laughs> <laughs> she worked with me in san diego i hired her for for the, uh, the catholic answers and... No, oh, no, yes, well, for also for that, but I, yeah. I hired her for that event, and then after that, I knew, like, okay, I could work with her. She was, like, mini-me. Like, she yes. showed up early every day for the event. Yes. Before, like, she was amazing. I was like, I love her. I love I, you. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I have a sister, so I don't want to um, diminish my sister, obviously. No. But Megan, I feel like, is this little, like... She's what I wish I was when I was her age. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, mean, I know, I know. she's going to face trials in her life and, you know, like we all do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just like, tell me your parents' secret so that I can do this for my children because... I know. Uh, she she, her just, she has her, a great head on her shoulders. She does. And her faith is contagious. And then, like, the fact that she's, like, this cute little military spouse and, like, she's kind of weathering that, you know, in this new marriage thing. It's like... I just want to, like, take her under my wing and be, like, like, the sweet, fun aunt. Like, I want to be, like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, aunt, older sister, Heather, and I just want She to, like, really is the way she seems on the internet. She really which is. Which is amazing. I, yeah, I've worked with her in, um, so like, sweet. I think tw- two or three times already. Like, after the Catholic Answers event, yeah. I was, like, we left early. I was, like, let's leave. Like, this is... <laughs> We yeah. left early on the last day. I was like, let's go get a massage. Stop. <laughs> That's we, so fun. We left early and we went and got a massage and we like went shopping and then we had dinner. Like it was wonderful. I was like, wow, you like, you're amazing. And then, yes. and then I hired her for the videos, which yeah. came out wonderful too. So oh, yeah, cool. I, Megan, number two. Yes. And number three, I don't know. Obviously, I follow you, but I couldn't. I won't say you because obviously we follow. You know, yeah, but we follow each other. I would say that's it. I mean, Megan, Rachel, Rosemary, and I can't really think of anyone else yeah. on the spot. Um, yeah, I would say that would be it for yeah, me. Yeah, Megan's super uplifting too, and um, she is. She can take it. Like she, like she's, she's armed for battle. Like I feel, you know, and oh, I yeah. know that I know that she wasn't like, um, she didn't ask for this, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I pray for her often because she's just doing so much good in the world, and I I pray that like the world the world doesn't try to discourage her because, like, of course the devil is going to put insecurity and like hatred towards people that are doing things for the greater glory of God. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I 100% completely agree with you. The the person who I'm dating now Mm -hmm. is not 
Catholic. I don't know how you feel about that, but well, he's not. He you said know he's my open. He's not Catholic. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Well, there you yes, go. He is not Catholic. And it is, um, obviously, I didn't have a problem when we got married because I wasn't even very Catholic. But then, like, yeah. every time he deploys, he comes back and I'm more and more Catholic. <laughs> but um, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you that man is more Catholic than most cradle Catholics I know. He, yeah. he can defend the faith like the rest of them. I I don't even know what the, at this point what his holdback is anymore, except for probably he just doesn't want me to be right. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, I told my the person who I'm dating now, I was like, if you met, because, you know, he kind of has some misconceptions of the Catholic faith and the mm-hmm. people. Mostly it's aimed towards the people, but it's like you and I both know it's not about the people. It's mm-hmm. about God. Yep. Um. So I told him, like, if you met the people that I knew, like the Catholics that I know, you would love Catholic people like Megan or you or Rachel Rosemary or Catherine, you know, Catherine, I think it's Ocello or Claire finding Philothea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, All these people, they're so beautiful and they are Catholic people. They're really Catholic people. Like if you knew, if all these people who hated Catholics really knew those so just one people person. that are fully living out their faith. You would love them. You would oh, love them. And you would be like, I want that. You know what I mean? I want more. Yes. Where is it coming from? Exactly. And What's how do I get source? it? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Th- mm-hmm. That's how I was drawn into, like, by my, my boss, the whole entire Catholic family. I was like, why are they like this? What is it? You know? Mm-hmm. And it draws people in. Absolutely. It draws people in. Yep. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So if you ever, me and um, Caroline from Be Still by Caroline are actually going to do a whole episode talking about like, um, like how she's marrying somebody who's not Catholic, but she's so Catholic. <laughs> yeah, and and kind of like the the challenges that I've run into with my life because and with my marriage, um, the biggest one which I I don't like sharing because um, it's in. Imbi- I don't know if it's embarrassing to me. I don't ever want to feel like a Pharisee either. But um, my husband had a vasectomy after the twins and Mm -hmm. it broke my heart. And I personally feel like it was something done out of um, extreme exhaustion. Yeah. Um, Because believe me, at that moment in time, I was like, hell no, I don't want more kids, you know. And you're (laughs) up every 45 minutes with like two tiny little humans. and Yeah. But can't um, imagine. But, you know, he was raised in a faith that uh, he's he was raised Lutheran. And so a lot of it is yeah. is this personal relationship with God. And I feel God is okay with me doing X, Y, and Z because, you know, and, yeah. and um, whereas I'm more in this phase of my life definitely about, like, it doesn't matter what I want because when I surrender and I finally surrendered with the twins, the fruitfulness, I'm like, it's so worth it. I would never regret yes. a child he would gift to me, you know? And so, right. um, so it's not, it's, it's a struggle, but it's also something that's like, there is very much divine providence in my marriage. And I know that this man is here to sanctify me and I, him, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's exactly. something very beautiful about that. Um, despite their differences, you know, but I think honestly, um, marrying or being in a relationship with a non-Catholic is a source of evangelization. And so it's, it's great and wonderful if yeah. two, two very devout Catholics meet each other and fall in love and everything. And that's great. 
But sometimes yeah. maybe more good in the world could be done if you're marrying a non-Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he did say like he doesn't he doesn't like get how I'm so like when struggles do happen, I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's we could do this, this and that. I don't he's like, Why aren't you freaking out? Like I'll tell him something. I'm like and I don't tell him in like a oh, everything is a fairy tale type of thing, you know? No. It's like, no, 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 we're okay. Like, it's just a mindset that yeah. I've learned. Yes. It's it's that difference so, between like, um, the world tells you that joy and happiness are the same thing, but they're not. Yeah, they're not. You know, happiness is a feeling <laughs> and joy is a yeah. state of mind. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. state of being. And it's like the world sucks, but God is good. And that's what joy right. is. You know what I mean? The, the world yeah. sucks, but I have hope. That's what joy is. Not the world yeah. sucks, but I'm happy anyways. That's not, no. Like, <laughs> the world sucks, no, no, and, no. like, sometimes it sucks. But Yeah, sometimes it sucks really bad. Yeah, but there's joy. Despite yes, absolutely. And I think that's yeah, the he... misconception is people think because you're a Christian, everything's unicorns and rainbows, and you, you rub not. your magic genie's lamp and, you know, be a prayer to God, want. and you get whatever you want. Uh, like Not no, true. No. <laughs> Not at all. Very no, much a negative. He did say to me, he's like, he he said like, I've never met anyone like you who's so like sweet and loving mm-hmm. and forgiving. Like if if for me, like if I know that I've done something wrong, or maybe I didn't even notice that I did something, mm-hmm. and he'll like call me out. I apologize immediately. Like oh, I'm yeah. I'm not the type to be. I'm just not combative, but not in like a I'm not combative type either. of way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, you know? And he's like, I really appreciate that. Like, you're, that's like. I think huge... since becoming more Catholic, becoming into my Catholic faith, I've gotten a lot better at that too. Is the oh, awareness yeah. of like, it does nobody any good. Once I in my heart and soul and brain realize I've done something wrong, to yeah. pretend like I haven't. It does no one no. any good. It's no, not it's good not for my good. marriage. It's, it's not, not good. It's not healthy. Um, yeah. And it's not good to live a lie to myself either. Um, right and and, and I, then I, the humility to another human to deepens admit. your relationship with them it deepens your trust yes with each other you know what I mean yeah to be like I, I was agree wrong and I'm sorry completely that's how I was like in the relationship before this one I was kind of a little bit bratty I'll say yeah and defensive. <laughs> but this new one exactly yeah it's like what but now it's like you know what I'm sorry mm-hmm. I did not realize that I did that and again like you have to think I think like it's not about me like yeah. to love someone is to will the good of the other Absolutely. and it's, you know, so that has been pivotal for me to realize that I used to think love was like fantasy and, and feeling like, good and a great kiss or something. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not, it's not no, about love that is, I don't it's want funny. That. <laughs> I always tell people like my husband will not change the toilet paper roll. Like, he always like he brings it down to nothing and then he just puts a new roll sitting right on top and it drives Uh. me crazy (laughs) but and I say something to him almost all almost every time and I've gone from being really snarky to just being like you know what it may drive me crazy it's Mm -hmm. just not something he thinks about and as much as it makes him him, they don't think like us they don't don't think like us but I'm going to sacrifice these three <laughs> seconds of my life to do it anyways because I love him and because it's not worth exactly. yeah. being like snarky about it or holding on to it and letting those small things build up. So right. 
I don't even mention it anymore. Like, sometimes I take a picture and post it on Instagram. <laughs> when the toilet paper sitting on top of the room because he doesn't have an Instagram, so he has no clue yeah. what I say about it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I offer that up to God because it's like, yeah. I love this man yes. more than myself. So yeah. much so that, like, it's a toilet paper roll and I need to a little bit get over myself. <laughs> because believe me, I am very much aware that I do it, things yeah. that drive him crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I know, and, and and that's okay. And that's yeah, okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> um, we I just like sometimes when he does things that drive me crazy, I'll just like send him a hashtag and I'll be like hashtag being sanctified. Like currently, you're <laughs> sanctifying, sanctifying me. me. Thank you for sanctifying <laughs> me. There's a quote. I think like Thomas Aquinas or like that Jose Maria Escrip. He is all yeah, over the place that. right now. I feel like he's like trying to pursue me as a saint. I need to research him because I feel like he's looking after me. You totally should. His quotes are really beautiful. A lot of yeah. them are about marriage and. Oh yeah. It's, oh, I should it's, look into that. You should. Yeah, I was. I maybe like six months ago. I started getting into his stuff and mm-hmm. really beautiful the way he describes marriage and like the meaning of it and mm-hmm. the goal and, and kind of just breaks it down to the bare bones. And it's like, okay, that's, yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Needed so, that. Love yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, he's like not old either. I'm looking. At no. There's like well, actual he... pictures of him. <laughs> yeah. They're not real paintings. pictures. It's not like paintings. <laughs> yeah. I know. he's great oh that's awesome him and Fulton Sheen I think are I was just about to say that so it's funny because I always say like these saints kind of you can when you start tuning into it you can see that they're like kind of pursuing you and um, oh yeah my most favorite priest I've ever met in my entire life is Father Murray and and, uh, he's now in Plattsville New York I think but um, Mm -hmm. he was in Watertown New York when we lived there and he just had this kind of accent that he was kind of this like Irish American accent, you know? Um, and he's yeah. like an older guy, but he was so fun and so sweet and so kind. And here I am in Louisiana one day and, uh, I think somebody threw up in the car on the way to mass. <laughs> so we <laughs> turned around and we didn't go to mass. And so I was like mm-hmm. really upset. And, um, so I was, um, I turned on like the Vatican's mass. Uh-huh. And I'm watching that. But then EWTN was just on afterwards. And I I really honestly, I'm like not an EWTN watching Catholic, but it was just on. Yeah. And yeah. I started hearing Father Murray's voice. And he's alive. Like the, the man's alive. He's still in New York as a mm-hmm. priest, you know. And um, I'm hearing his voice and I literally like almost dropped a dish because I was like, how is Father Murray on EWTN? <laughs> like, and I miss him so much because I know we're never moving. We will never go back up to upstate New York. We have no business ever going back up there. And so probably the next time I see him is when I will probably fly for his funeral, you know? And so it was heartbreaking to witness his last mass and just know that like this man that has changed all of our lives, I'm never going to see again. It was heartbreaking. But, um, so I hear his voice and I go running to the TV in the living room and it was Fulton Sheen. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? This man's voice is exactly how Father Murray speaks, like the same inflections and everything. So then I was like, I need to look into this man. And every quote I read from him is like, yes, you know, like every. Wait, wait, was this when you just, 
Did you just figure out Fulton Sheen at that moment, or I had never like heard anything or... about Fulton Sheen until that oh until then. Yeah, and it was one of his interesting. Wow. Yeah, and so that was probably like six months ago, and so I've just been like since then. It's like everything like randomly like something from our church came in the mail <laughs> and it had like a holy card of Fulton Sheen with it, and oh, I was like, you need to listen to him on YouTube. His oh, his talks yeah. are all there. Oh yeah, all on there. YouTube, I've been like unformed. I'm all about it. I'm loving me. I'm loving me. <laughs> I'm Fulton Sheen. just learned about him. He's amazing. He's he has amazing. so much charm. Oh, like, so much charm. He's like have this you heard... sweet man. I love him. I wish I knew he, him. He has oh. the gift of the gab. Have yes, you heard, definitely. heard his, one of his videos, he talks about like the spark or like the spark to the flame. It's about how all this beauty and like God's people and like your child, like looking at your child, mm-hmm. like your child is a spark to the flame, like from the Ooh. main source of God. Yeah. And the way Fulton Sheen explains it, obviously I have nothing of Fulton Sheen in me, not a bone, anything, <laughs> but the way he describes it is so beautiful. Like everyone is like a spark and there's a source to it. Yeah. Which is God. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Fulton Sheen is He's one of my man. favorites. Yeah. Fulton Sheen, Mother Teresa, Maximilian Bay, Edith Stein. Um, yes. I recently got into started to like think of saint philomena for some reason she was one of the first ones really and then yeah i was like interested in her story before i converted mm-hmm. and then now recently she started popping up again i don't mm-hmm. know why <laughs> her i have like i have history with um saint kateri uh-huh like the intercession oh, of her um brought my grandfather back to the church i remember reading about that yeah on your instagram yeah. yes and like uh just so like she's my home girl and then i got uh, faustina's my home girl of Me course faustina are buddy buddy obviously mary <laughs> joseph yeah. has come through in many a pinches like, oh yeah you know so but it is fun how like when you start opening yourself up to this kind of like saintly friendships how they start popping up and if you take like so now jose, jose maria escriva I'm going to yeah. start looking at him because he's been popping up everywhere. Yes. You know, it was a funny story. I, um, a while ago, I don't know how long ago, but I, I met some guy on Catholic Match. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it didn't work out. But I was dating him yeah. for like two months, let's say. And I didn't have, like, I didn't, I didn't, I knew deep down, like, I kind of don't like this guy, but he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give him a chance. Yeah. And the last night we met up for dinner on the way to dinner. Um, I went to go meet up with him at his house. And before on the drive there, I like prayed to St. Joseph and Mary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if he's not meant to be like, I want a sign that this guy is, so I can move is on. not. And I, so I can leave. Like yeah. you tell me and I will do it. Like, yeah. And when I got to the house, he's like, oh, we're going to have dinner here. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, that's fine. Um, so yeah. we started having dinner. And then he's like, you know what, Priscilla, I have something to show you. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to give me, like, flowers? Like, I'm thinking something sweet, you know? Yeah, and you're like, this is going to be my sign. <laughs> yeah, this is the sign. Like, it's coming so fast. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And the guy goes to his kitchen and he put a jar of marijuana 
And I was like, this is a sign to run away. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, why are you doing that? I was, like, so caught off guard. And I was like, I don't like that at all. Like, I'm not into that. Like, And where did you get this vibe that I was? Like, weird. Yeah. Like, why would you think that I would like that? Like, what the heck, you know? Yeah, which gave you a uh, perfect out also. Oh, totally. And I was like, thank you. Uh, St. Joseph and Mary, like, this is it. And I left and I never went back. I was like, yeah. we're done. <laughs> so, I mean, I was not on Catholic match at all because when I was in college, I was, I was not Catholic at all, but, um, yeah. <laughs> just funny story. <laughs> I found a date on Craigslist, which like in retrospect, oh. I could have gotten murdered, but, yes. <laughs> but I had some guy friends tail me and we met up okay, at the good. coffee shop in college and I mm-hmm. show up and this guy is he's got this massive black eye and when i say like my god like a fifth of his face was black and blue and like really bad it's not scary at all yeah and i sit down and he's got this really thick pittsburgh accent and my mm-hmm. extended family's from pittsburgh and i'm not really a fan of like that very thick pittsburgh accent so yeah. i'm immediately like turned off but i'm like okay i have to at least like get through this gate this date you know yeah. And so I've got my friends, like, two tables over there watching. And um, <laughs> I finally, I'm like, okay, look, what is, why do you have, why are you black and blue? Like, and he goes. I'm well, surprised he didn't explain it right away. <laughs> no, he didn't. He just, like, pretended like everything was okay. And so I was like, what is going on? He says, well, I don't usually like to talk about it, but me and my friends have a fight club in my backyard. Oh, no. And I instantly said, wait, isn't the first rule of Fight Club that you're not supposed to talk about Fight Club? Exactly. And he's like, well, we kind of do, like, MMA in my backyard. And he was, like, a graduate student stuff. And I was like, wait, so you just, in your backyard, have your friends come over and just punch each other in the face? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't think this is, I think I I need to go. Like. So he like walks me out and he goes to walk me to my car and he was like, so maybe can I see you again? And I was like, yeah, that's not happening. And when I say (laughs) he like turned on a dime and ran to his car and left, Uh like it was very weird. Like he like speed walked slash ran to his car. He asked me and I was like, no. And then he said not another word and he just ran away like very awkwardly. That is so weird. I'm so glad that that. Happened. <laughs> he ran away, and I'm also glad I wasn't murdered via exactly. Theater, but like, that is so scary. Don't like, don't ever do that. Like, Anybody listening, do <laughs> not listening? ever find dates on Craigslist. Please it's unsafe. Don't do that. Go and to CatholicMatch.com. Have high standards. Be forgiving. You know. Yes. Have high standards. Be forgiving. Write a list of the things you want in a spouse, and and don't yeah. settle until you get that list. Um, right. Prayerful list, though. Don't come up with things like, has to have a six-pack, because... Right. No, I no. thought my husband, when I met him, though, mm-hmm. I, my mom, you know, my mom was all smitten over him, and I was smitten over him, but I was like, mom, he probably smokes weed. Like, look at his crazy curly hair. He had this white boy <laughs> afro. I'm like, mom, he probably does drugs, and like, it's going to be really unfortunate. And it turns out he was like a virgin until he married me, he had never Aww. done a drug in his life. I and love that. Yeah, but then I fall in love with him. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm joining the Air Force. And I was like, no. <laughs> I called my mom. I'm like, I'm already trapped. And he's joining the Aww. Air Force. But turns no, out it good. ended up being perfect for me because I was a Navy brat. And so I knew the life. But 
Yeah, you're used to it already. I'm used to it, but I also remember vividly remember my dad was getting on the ship one day, like to deploy, and he was leaving and hugging us, and I cried and told him I will never marry somebody who would do this to my family, and I'm sure that that shattered my father, and I was such a 13 year old jerk. But it's okay. No. Oh yeah, I mean my dad obviously knows now how much I deeply love and appreciate him, especially because I married like what could potentially be the clone of him, but. Um, yeah, it's just funny how, it's funny how we tell God everything we want. And then he's like, yeah, that's funny because. Yeah. Yeah. Another important thing I would say to like people who are dating is not to focus on the way someone looks. Mm -mm, Um, yeah, the person who I dated before was very like the one with the, you know, prayers, wind driven snow type of deal. Yes. Um, that person was like super focused on dating someone who was blonde. Let's say, let's say example, blonde, five feet tall, you know, and, and among, um, like 30 other things. And that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah. And too, like when I dated him, like he, obviously he, like the person dated was very attractive, but the only thing he ever had to give me was his beauty. And that's not enough. That's not because that fades. No, no. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But now I realize that. And yeah, I'm not looking for that. That's not what I value. Like for me, like for me, like something that would be romantic is someone filling my gas, my gas tank up or <laughs> yeah, changing my windshield wipers. Like it's funny. Is your, love, is your love language acts of service? Yeah. Quality time acts of service. And I think gifts is the last one, but gifts is the no- last one for me. Like I'm, it, it's the same way with like how just a sale for you or a podcast review for me like fills yeah. my cup completely. Just oh, my yeah. husband just being like, I don't know if anybody's told you today, but you're an amazing mother. Like something like that. Yeah. You don't have to buy me anything. No. But just the like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you or whatever. Like, yes. that's it. But it's funny because I think my last one is actually physical touch. Probably because I get touched out so much with the kids. <laughs> and <laughs> so I feel bad because my husband's number one is physical touch. So at the Aww. end of the day where I'm like, leave me alone. I have yeah. to like remember that things like holding his hands, which I don't like doing, or cuddling, which I don't <laughs> like doing, like that fills him up, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, but and, I'm yeah. totally, the way I give love is acts of service. Me um, too. I I want to like... Like, I was gone for a while, and he had the kids, and he was like, when are you coming home? And I was like, sorry, I went and got you an oil change, and got your tires rotated, and filled your gas tank. And, like, because I was like, and I got your car detailed and washed, because I knew it hadn't been done in a while, and it's like, I do those things because I love you. Um, But to him, he was like, but come home and help me with the kids. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's how I show love is, like, those acts of service. It's things like, um, you know, like, things like going to a friend's house and cleaning for them when they have a newborn baby. Like I would rather do that yeah, to show practical. that I love them. Yeah. Then buy them a cute baby gift, you know? Exactly. I'm yeah. the exact same way. I'm like, how can I help you? I'll go to my husband's house. Um, like once, let's say once or twice a week to like watch her baby for an hour or two and let her nap, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like go do whatever you want. Even if you wanted to sit down in your living room, like and stare at the wall. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe you need that. I don't know. No, absolutely. That's like, that's, 
I I feel like I need more friends that um when I had babies that were like that. Like friends that are yeah. like, look, I'm not asking, I'm telling. I'm coming over at three. I will watch the baby until six. You do whatever you want to do, but it's not allowed to be cooking or cleaning or tending to anything important. Like yeah. go nap. <laughs> I heard someone Take a say, shower. <laughs> yes, I heard someone say, um, one of my Catholic friends saying like, um, when you're single, you should offer your time to married people and help them with their kids or help them, mm-hmm. um, you know, around the house. Cause you guys need help too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and obviously we need help. Like single people need help too, but, yeah, but I think like we're supposed to help people, each other. I think single people need the mentorship and the guidance and, um, the encouragement of the, yeah. so the single people need the mental and emotional support of the um, mentors and stuff like that. But then the mentors need the physical support of the singles. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a very much reciprocal relationship, not in a way that you're using anybody, but like in a way that like Bailey for us, like she is such a godsend because if I had to go to the ER, you know, like I had another gallbladder attack yesterday and I literally was like, my husband's in Austin. Like if I, if my gallbladder needs to come out, like, thank God I could call Bailey and she would come here And she's Catholic and she would pray with my kids and I trust her completely. But on the flip side of that is we are her mentors in this discernment process. You know what I mean? So it's like as much as she is so instrumental in like my motherhood and being able to like do life. But at the Mm -hmm. same way, like we're very supportive in a very different but very needed way for her, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful how God puts people in your lives like that. And it could just be temporary too. Um, right. That we're all supposed to give to each other and um, God's going to put those people in your life to like have you receive too. You right. Know? It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It really is. Okay. I'm going to um, stop the recording. Okay. <laughs> we are like an hour and 53 minutes in and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop the recording, but I'll put all the links to everything we talked about. Um, anything okay. and everything we talked about, all your Instagram and your... Um, website and all that jazz but i'll stop the recording now and then we'll keep talking okay (laughs) this episode is over but you can find lots of challenges freebies extra content sweet merchandise by heading to holyhotmessmom.com if you're looking for links or anything else specifically referenced in today's episode like our sponsors just check out the notes for this episode by reading the show notes and whatever app you're listening to this in while you're there, you can do me a solid and support the podcast by supporting our sponsors and by leaving us a glowing rating and review. That helps other people find the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, stories, topics, suggestions, or just want to say hi and be friends, send me an email at heather at holyhotmessmom.com or come find me on Instagram or Facebook at holyhotmessmom. Until next time.